welcome to a very special post-season Canada uh, interview show with Cindy with an S. We are so excited. We love Cindy, and I hope we have a dance break. But before we bring Cindy on, let me let you guys know where you can see all of these shows back, read all of our blogs from this season, previous season. You can even watch our shows with Cindy from her first season over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash bbcan. Of course, if you're watching this back later and want to watch us do them live, become a fan over at you now at yourrealityrecaps.com slash you now. And if you want to help support our shows, consider becoming a patron over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash patron. You get access to the patron-only shows, prize giveaways for patrons. Uh, did I say special shows just for you each week? Well, you get those too. You get it all and it or doing a one-time donation over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash paypal is what keeps us being able to do all of this for you guys all year long. And BB19 is right around the corner. But look, let's get to who you guys want to hear from. It's the one. It's the only. Cindy with an S. Hi, guys. Hi, Cindy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It, it is such a wonderful Friday night. I want to let everybody know, because they don't care about me, Cindy. They care about you. I want to let everybody know right now three quick things. One, make sure you spread the word. Tell everybody that we're live right now with Cindy. We're live! We are live, square, megaphone, up arrow, do it all, become a fan here on you now so that you can ask uh, questions. And the number one fan on this show, Cindy is getting your autograph that I may have in a bathroom had you have you sign. Yes, I remember writing on that. <laughs> you do remember writing on that. So, you guys get on all of that as we jump in because now Cindy, I'm just going to you have a lot of fan questions. So, I'm just going to start firing them away at you. Okay, okay. And we're going to have a fun time and hopefully a dance break. All right, we're not, we're not really going to have a dance break because... Because okay. I'm not wearing a bra, so let's I, not have a dance break here. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say, due to our pre-live conversation about how each of us are dressed, there won't be any dance breaks, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but we might talk about said dancing on the show. Okay, okay. Um, Miranda K. first off, uh, wants to know... How did you change up your game uh, from your first season this season? Um, that's a good question. I don't think I changed a lot of my game at all. Um, I think knowing what people think of me, knowing what, you know, the community think of me as not really a player, as more of a character, I use that to my advantage. Um, I know a lot of people don't see me as someone who's strategic or tactical or understand this game. And I just went in there with that kind of trait and character in mind. So the biggest thing that I changed was just using what people's perspective of me was to my advantage. So I definitely took a lot of, you know, a lot of jabs, a lot of being like, Cindy, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, I know I don't teach me my ways. Um, all that kind of stuff. So I think that was the biggest game changer. And the fact that I wasn't on the block every single week does help uh, my sanity. So mm -hmm. I think that also helped with the with it changing in a way. Uh, now, wait. Now, you said that you think that people did not think you were a good strategist in the game? No. Okay, don't, like, try to fool me or anything. I know what you guys all think of me as a player. 
And I know that some of your opinions aren't very highly of me from season three, which I get. And it's what you saw, so I don't blame you, but it worked to my advantage. And I and I use that. But you but you think the other I mean, we're not playing in the game with you. No. But so you think the other house guests didn't think that you were strategic? Because I would think that people would think that you were very strategic in the game. In the house, I don't think people saw me as strategic at all. I know I think even walking in through the door. People saw me as someone who was just a really good character. I'm just Sydney with an eyes. I'm here to have fun. Um, she's smart, but she can't make her own decisions kind of thing. She needs someone there to mentor her and guide her. And that was a sense of feeling that I got from a lot of the players. And that's what I used to my advantage. Um, with the newbies, I kind of want to play it up more of like, I'm there for you, but more in a personal sense. I think game-wise... You know, like, I want to help and advise you as much as I can, but, you know, I'm not the best person to talk to you about it. So I, I definitely use it to my advantage, and I definitely see it in a lot of people's eyes. So, yeah. I feel like you were a good strategist, and so I, I, I don't I like... I think that I am. I like to think that I am a good strategist. Like, I see that, but I, I don't defend myself enough on, like, social media with certain ways that I acted or certain moves that I did in my season because I don't care what people think about me, right? So right. for me, it was just, you know, what's the point of trying to prove that I'm a strategist? If you guys don't see it, there's no way that it's ever going to change. But people who do see me as a player and as a strategist or has seen me on live feeds or see me on Sequester, you guys mm -hmm. know how I am and how I think. And those are the people that, you know, I, I, I felt your support and I can see it. Even now I can look back and I can see a lot of you being like, oh, wait, so you see... You know, she does talk a lot on the live feed. She knows what she's doing. But in the house, I think a lot of people took that for granted. And, right. you know, I think maybe like two, three people actually acknowledged the fact that I'm really smart and that I'm strategic. But it also takes like five other people to say, well, Cindy doesn't know what she's doing for them to disregard that thought. Got you. All right. Well, I, I want to get two of the more serious or let's say controversial things out okay. of the way okay. right right away. I want to get these things out of the way right now. So let's start with, obviously, how is your best friend Netta doing? She's doing great. <laughs> um, she's in Vancouver right now. Mm -hmm. Um I don't like I don't know what to say. Like I wish I saw her a bit more when she was in Toronto. Uh, but she's gonna be moving to Toronto soon. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm excited to see her. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how much you know of what was being said during the season, but a lot of people felt like Netta was bullying you. Um, that was like a big topic on Twitter uh, during the show. Be the whole, you know, um, walk by Cindy and insult her thing, stuff like that. Let's start there. Do you feel like it was bullying? I don't necessarily feel that it was bullying. Mm -hmm. I just felt that, you know, at that moment when things were happening, I think it was just something funny that happened. And I just like, I don't know how to really explain it. Because if people were to say that Ned is bullying, then every single person that participated in that little corner game is also a bully because they could have said no and just walked away, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to say that Netta was bullying me. Like, she did have fun, but I don't think anything that she was doing was malicious or was trying to, you know, make me feel, like, disrespectful. I think at the time, being in the emotional state that I was, I wasn't just taking jabs from Netta. I was getting jabs from a lot of people in the house. And it was just me accepting that 
you know, in this game, I have to appear that I'm weak. I have to appear that I'm emotional. I have to just take all this in. But if you know me in my everyday life, I am very abrasive and very opinionated. So if you were to take those kind of jobs to me in person, I would say something. But in the house, I couldn't. And I think it just got to the point where it wasn't what was said. It was just like the action of me sitting there and just having people come at me from different sides. Like that was what made it very emotional at the time. Um, But I did approach Netta the next day. Um, I let her know what I was feeling. And I said, you know, like that wasn't a great feeling sitting there. And she apologized. She didn't realize you know, that I was hurt. And she said, you know, like, I, I, that's like her sense of humor. You know, she jokes around with a lot of her friends and she wouldn't have done it to me if she didn't think that we were close friends for me to take it. Right. And I also said, you know, we're only, you know, a couple of weeks into this game. Our friendships just started. So I don't even know how her sense of humor is. So um, I, I can definitely see why watching that episode and that little segment can be very emotional um, because even I got emotional when I watched it, right. but I, I wouldn't consider Netta a bully at all. And um, I, I wish people can see that a bit more, but she's an absolute sweetheart. She was my rock in the jury house for, you know, the four weeks that I was there. And I don't think I would have survived without her. And she's still my rock now. Like I literally just FaceTimed her a couple hours ago. Oh, good. Well, I do love to hear that. I mean, I definitely am one who says game is game in real life. You 100%. Know, is yeah. is real life. So regardless of how people act in the game, whether we think it's good or bad as a viewer, I do love hearing that, you know, after the show. For um, sure. I think, I think people forget that. Like, you know, I, I appreciate the fans sending me tweets of what was said in the house and all that. But you know, as much as these negative things that were said about me in the house, like I, I really couldn't care less because it's all gay. Maybe they're bashing me because that's a way for them to gain trust with other players. Maybe they're saying this and saying that, but it's how these players treat me outside of the house is how I'm going to determine how I'm going to treat them now. So from the moment we walked out those doors, it's how you guys been treating me that that changes my um, relationship with them. If anyone were to try to throw stuff from the past that happened in the house, like I can't take that at face value anymore. That was all the game. So I hope the fans can see that as now too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you guys are sending us a lot of tweets being like, so-and-so said this about you and da 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 And I get it, but it's right now it's from this point on how they're treating me that. So if you guys see any tweets and stuff now, you send that to me. So then I know who I shouldn't be talking to But in the game, I, I want to take that to heart. I mean, I, I'm not speaking for everyone on Twitter, but I think it has become quite common that people on Twitter have found out they can get house guests' attention but with negative uh, things or coming to them with information that's gossipy or negative uh, mm-hmm. in order to get their attention. Uh, I just feel like it's a trend and I don't like it. Yeah. But all that said... <laughs> We had Bruno on the other day, Cindy. Yes. Hey, Bruno. Okay. I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit of it, but yes, I, I knew you guys had Bruno on. Oh, we had Bruno on. <laughs> and what he... What is that laugh? Should I go watch it now? Oh, no, no. Uh, he has a question for you that he wants me to ask. And Okay. I will tell you, we have Karen on and, and we have some other people on that I'm not revealing yet. Basically, we have someone okay. on every single night next week, but Karen okay. Monday. So if you have any questions for anyone, I'll ask one of yours too. But I like to ask everyone, what's one question they want to ask someone that we're having on? And Bruno said, okay, I have a question for Cindy with an S. <laughs> and he said, 
Are you ready to apologize for saying that he never told you to put Netta up? I have yet to watch the double of it. <laughs> okay. All right. But I did see the clip. Okay. And I did see him say, don't put up Netta. Um, have those two fight it out. So I apologize in a sense that I didn't believe him when he said, don't do it. But he didn't fight for Netta. So obviously there's a reason why I didn't believe him saying that when I was right. in the story because to me, I felt like it didn't happen. So if this is him fighting for someone. He didn't fight for that person. But did he say the words, don't do it? Yes, he did. So I apologize on that. But when I was aggressive with him in the jury house when he came in, I legitimately was like, you didn't fight for her. Like, so I wasn't trying to say that in jury to try to blame this whole double eviction on him. Right? I take full responsibility and I have no regrets to the double mm-hmm. eviction that was made. I was just more mad at him because the words that came out of his mouth afterwards was just him saying, I knew you would do this and try to be in good graces with Netta. Mm-hmm. That's what pissed me off. And that's what got me really upset in the show was for him to say that I was trying to do this to try to get Ned on good graces because it wasn't that. She asked me if these two guys fought for her. And I said, no, they didn't. That's it. So I apologize for, you know, getting really upset and riled at the time because I was upset with the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I did at the time think that he didn't say don't do it. Um, he didn't really fight for her. But, you know, in all in all, like, I'm going to watch the episode. I'm going to, I'm seeing it right now, but I was just like, I don't see you fighting for her. I'm sorry, but he did say, don't do it. A lot of people in the chat room, a lot of people have wrote questions in with varying degrees of, so for example, MKTO Canada um, is one of them. I think BFNMX, I think Lori R, all basically are saying, do you feel like it was Bruno's fault? Or more specifically, they're saying, do you know it was Bruno's uh, fault why you left and not Ica's? But I want to say, do you feel that way? Do you feel no, like I, to it? I, like, I take responsibility to why I went home. The entirety of the game, I have played it with my understanding of my relationships and my gut feeling. I went with who I trusted more. I went with my relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know people think that the double eviction affected my game. No, it didn't. People thought that Dylan winning and Bruno and Kevin throwing the comp. Yes, it did affect it a little bit. But what really affected my game was the last 48 hours that I was in that house, the way that I campaigned. So my original plan was to campaign to Ike and Dimitri to see where they're going. But the moment that I was on the block, I literally felt all these emotions that I felt from season three, feeling that I am going to go home. There's no way of fighting this. And I started questioning myself. I started questioning my ability as a player. I started questioning my relationships and how I've been playing this game to the point that I did listen to Bruno where he said, you know, um, Aiko is the reason why you're on the block. She's the one that threw your name out there. And I started being like, oh my God, maybe he's right. Maybe my relationship with her isn't as well as I thought it was. And started started questioning my own abilities and listened to him. It is not his fault that I went in that direction. Do you right. know what I mean? Right, like, right. He was doing what he thought in his perspective, which was true. He thought that Aiko was the reason why I went on the block. We didn't know that, you know, Dylan didn't trust Bruno and Kevin at the time anymore. So anything that they said just went one ear to the other and he just wanted it vengeful. It wasn't any of that. It was my game was ruined because I didn't trust myself anymore. I 
you know, I questioned mm-hmm. everything that I was doing in my ability. And if I just stuck with my gut instinct and believed in myself, I think I would still be in that house because I would have campaigned the way that I wanted to. But instead, I questioned everything and thought, maybe I'm not this good player. Maybe I should listen to every, what everyone else is saying to me and I should see their perspective. And that's what I ended up doing. So I know how people can see and how it's like Bruno or Kevin or Ico, but it's all me. Like every decision I make was still my decision by the end of the day. It is influenced by the other, but I only allowed it to influence me. I also love you and Bruno as friends in real life. I loved you both on your season, and I hope that you two work everything out and become and stay friends. I don't mean become, I mean stay <laughs> friends. Because not for nothing, Bruno, and I held him a little bit to task for this uh, when we had him on. I was like, not for nothing, you didn't do anything to keep Cindy safe uh, with your little deal. It's true. He didn't make a deal for me to stay. Uh, but a lot of things happened, and, you know, Unfortunately, you can't control everything in the house as much as you want to. Right. Exactly. Um, Chef Bigzilla over on Twitter says, In the first comp, did you think you'd win after being paired with Karen? And if you could have picked anyone to be paired with, who would you have picked? Um, I was glad to be paired up with Karen, to be honest with you, because just moments before we picked our players, Karen and I had a really good conversation at the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to little, I got to know more about her and her relationship and her family, um, and why she's here on the show and what she wanted to prove with being on the show. And then, then she picked me, which was perfect because I was like, I need to use that information she gave me to help motivate her when the time comes. I... Uh, not gonna lie to you I saw what everyone who everyone was paired up with and there was no way I was not gonna win that competition mm-hmm. uh, but for me it was like do I want to win this um I don't want to have a target on my back but I when they said that you know you both would be safe and only one of you would be HOH or you can give it to someone else I'm like this is perfect I have to win this and there's no way that a newbie will not want the first power of HOH and that's exactly what happened so to have Karen you know shout like I'm not gonna let go until my knuckles bleed and all that so I'm like it's perfect I don't have to convince her to say hey maybe you should get this power it was very easy for me to just be like oh my gosh she wants it like who would want to fight this like let's just do it and that's what made it so that first HOH comp I knew that I was gonna win it especially when I was paired up with Karen I was like there's there's no way that we cannot win this especially when I looked around and if I could pick anyone I'm glad that I, I would pick Karen to be honest with you. I loved how you were like in her ear, like, don't you even think about letting go right now, Karen? It was just, it was just <laughs> funny because like there was a point where she did say, you know, Cindy, like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I was willing to let go. I was like, okay, if you're really sure I will let go safely and I will go down. But if this is really what you want, do you not want this HOH? Like that was kind of the conversation we were having. Do you do you not want your letter from Bruce? Do you not want to see your kids? Like I knew their I knew like Hunter's name and Shane's. Like I knew all of that information to kind of like say it, and that kind of motivated her to be like, okay, yes, I do want it. Mm-hmm. So, but halfway through the game, she was we were ready to let go if she wanted it, but. I'm glad that, you know, she changed her mind and then we got that first age together. Sinsin198 over on Twitter wants to know, is there somebody that you regret voting out pre-jury or wished you had worked with more? Ooh. Um, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> thinking back, it's like everything 
went to the way that we planned it. And in my perspective, like I didn't have a good relationship with Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, He had to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a good relationship with Cassandra. I knew that she was throwing my name around there. Dallas didn't really talk to me game wise aside from, you know, day two. And then till he was on the walk in his campaigning, Gary said he wanted to work with me day one, but that didn't really go anywhere. So, and Emily, we started a relationship, but then we, nothing happened. So everyone that left there, like I didn't have a relationship with any of those people. Um, Watching the game, I wish I could work with Emily a bit more. She's a genius. Um, Seeing her plot her little things there. So Mm -hmm. that was good to watch. Um, You know, but like, I don't, yeah, no, I don't think I regret evicting anyone pre-jury at all. Nat says, now, as I said at the beginning of this show, I loved when we would have a fun Cindy dance break. Oh, my gosh. Or when you would teach everybody your, you know, how to dance during the dance lessons. Why? What's the show this? Like, I literally go up there just to blow off some steam and just dance because it's fun. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it for the live feeds. I'm not doing it for it to be on the episode. So whenever I have to go to the DR and talk about my dancing, I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Like, why do you guys have to do this to me? And to see, like, all those, like, clips and of you guys just putting music to it. It's so funny, but I was just like, oh, why? So TP4 Nat uh, in the chat says, so was dancing a strategy? You would say no, not a strategy at no, all. No, definitely not. It was not a strategy at all. Um, I'm the type of, per- like, I, you guys already know this, I worked on cruise ships, um, and part of me working on the cruise ship is to entertain all the passengers when they're on board the ship. Mm-hmm. So when, when we have a day where, you know, we're doing absolutely nothing, um, and, you know, people seem to be very receptive to wanting to do something, like, learn how to dance, and I figured this is a great time to kind of just do it. I don't think it's anything really strategy, it's just more of me just having, having fun. I don't know how you can make it really in a strategy, but, yeah. It could, it could, I always say you have to play the house, you have to play production, and you have to play Canada. So that's part of playing Canada, getting them on your side to love you. So Loriar um, says, I think you kind of just answered it. So you are aware and you love the Twitter account that puts your dancing to all the other songs. Yes, and the, okay. the Cindy Dances T.O. Uh-huh. I love that account. Um, I literally <laughs> sat there and watched almost every video and I think it's super, super funny. Um, I know a lot of you also asked me what I was dancing to at the time. Oh yeah. I can't remember. Um, I think if it was, if it, if it was during Dimitri's HOH, it was probably Britney Spears and like Nicki Minaj. But then if it, I, other than that, it's like maybe Beyonce in there, Little Mix, Fifth Harmony, mm. very pop music stuff. So that's what. Oh, of if, course. Yeah, if it was more hip hop dancing, then that's like Drake and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, it's very sassy. Destiny's um, is uh, asking if you've watched any of the show back, which we know that you've already said that you have started watching it. However, uh, is there anything that has shocked you now that you're watching it back that you didn't know was happening when you were in the game? Yes. Um, the one thing that I was very impressed with was, you know, the Dylan and Dallas fight. Mm-hmm. Um, to see Emily was the one that told Dylan, I need you to go be nice to Dallas so then we can tell people that it was a fake fight because that worked. 
that worked so well. And I was so impressed when I watched it. I was like, hang on, Emily, this girl's a this girl's a smart cookie. Like I did not expect that out of her. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely what I was most shocked with. Um I don't I I wasn't aware of this Jackie Karen fight that they had. Um I don't know. Other than that, I wasn't too shocked. Mind you, I only watched up to episode 13. I stopped just before the double eviction. I have not watched that episode yet. So that's that's all I've seen. Um, so. I always say, uh, like sometimes I tell house guests to watch it backwards. I forget whose idea that originally was. It wasn't mine. I can't take credit for it. But if you watch it backwards, you kind of get like your worst moment over with first. And then you work back to like the exciting of, oh, this is when we all entered in the house. And you end it on well, like a positive note, kind of. Well, the thing was, like, for me, I, I don't think I can possibly do that only because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the type of person, even when I watch, like, normal TV shows, I have to watch it from season one episode. Oh, I hear you. From the, I can't just, like, jump in and go backwards. Um, I think it just made it a lot easier for me to watch the first half of the season because I wasn't there. Right. I'm not, in, I'm not even in the episodes. Other than two episodes, you barely see me. And then, then I knew the next episode was me, and I knew it was a double eviction, so I'm like... Am I ready to really, like, watch this? But I also know fans, you guys want to see my reaction to watching this. So I'm kind of holding out a bit more to be like, okay, if I'm going to watch it and get a reaction. I'm, I want to share it with you guys because you guys were there to experience it watching it. Uh, so I want you there with me to experience me watching it for the first time. So I'll eventually do that, but I, I'm holding out a little bit. Okay, and we're going to tell people at the end probably how they can see you do that. <laughs> um, now, you just mentioned Jackie a minute ago, and it seems like you had a sincere, like, good relationship with Jackie in, in the house. Like, both of you really seem to care about each other. What are your, you know, thoughts on Jackie now, post-season um, and everything? Post-season, as a person, I adore Jackie so much. I think she's a sweet girl. I am so excited for her. I hope Cliff and her get married. I can get <laughs> invitation to the wedding and over there. Uh, absolute sweetheart. She's so like, she has a head on her shoulder. She is so mature for her age. And like, I'm so glad that I met her. As a player, I think she's terrible. I can't play with her. And it was so hard because, you know, you get to know her and in the house, I'm like, I really want to work with her. I really want to work with her. But then as a player, I see what she was doing and and I was like, I can't, I can't build a relationship with someone like that. But as a person, Andrea was fantastic, really getting to know her. Um, but then I also felt bad with what she was experiencing in that house, mm-hmm. only because what she was experiencing was pretty much what I experienced in season three. And I wanted to be there for her. But, you know, we're kind of in this house where we're like, oh, you know, Jackie's a little cursed. Anyone that gets close to her goes home. Mm-hmm. So you, you're kind of paranoid and all this stuff. But my relationship with Jackie is still on you know, on a personal level amazing. I adore her so much. I really do hope to see her really soon. Um, and I know she's having fun back in Vancouver with Cliff. I'm watching all her snaps and all that jazz. So, yeah. Well, everyone, I see the chat room is being extra messy and being like, Jackie who? Well, you can all come back next week and see Jackie who. You all know Jackie who. Jackie will be on next week, and you can come back and talk with Jackie then if you really need to. Um, I will see a lot of people asking uh, most recently, oh my god, you guys with the names, Lydia Lynn Rogers wants to know, what are your thoughts on Dre now? 
the same as ever. I don't like, I'm good with almost, no, I am good with every single person in the house. My opinion of Dre is I think she's so amazing. She is such like, just like talking to her. It's just, it's great to have a conversation with Dre because she's so Mm -hmm. level headed. She always, she's a good listener. She great gives great advice. Um, so I don't think she did anything to me in the show for me to question mm-hmm. um, her at all. And she hasn't done anything to me postseason for me to have a different opinion of Dre. Right. Um, I, I cannot wait to see more of her on the show and how they, her, her edit and her character is like on the show. But I, I adore her. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I have no tea to spill. And I just like I I just like the show. I'm the peacemaker post show, and I do get along with everyone in there. So I'm sorry, guys. I can't give you any like tea or beef. Don't worry, everyone. I'm going to get to it right now. Cindy, yeah. True or false? <laughs> you had a crush on Demetrius. True, I did have a crush on Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was what it was. It was just a crush. Uh, the moment that I kind of saw how he looked at Ika and how Ika looked at him, um, that crush was completely gone because, like, you can't you can't deny Ika and Dimitri. I'm like I'm like their biggest fan, and I'm so happy for them right now. Uh, but yeah, at the beginning of the show, I did have a crush on him. I did also express that to Ika, and I don't know if people actually thought that I was serious when I said it. But the moment I saw those two, mm-hmm. I need to step out. <laughs> Um, that was Minnie Manda Panda wanted to know that. And so is your relationship good uh, with Aika now? Like, Yeah, it- we just spoke on the phone yesterday. She doesn't have signal when uh, in Edson, unfortunately. Uh, so she just, we just talked and um, nope, we're good. And we're, I'm going to be seeing her really soon. I think we're having a, we're having a sleepover. I'm not too sure. Uh-huh. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, but my relationship with Aika is very good. Uh, I adore her very much. Um Sorry, fans, when you guys send me those tweets of what she said about me during the show, I really couldn't care less because that's just in the game. But on a personal level, we, we've had a very good relationship. You know, we had our differences and we're, we're on good terms. We're great. You're just my favorite person. <laughs> what? I love with the players who are like, game is game and real life is real life and suck it drama creating Twitter trolls. Yeah, it's just like it's just so nonsense. Like, but I, I, I get it from a fan's perspective. Like, you guys have invested yourself so much into our lives as well. You watched the live feeds for mm-hmm. the last three months. I can, I can feel the relationship that you built with us and how much you invest in us. So obviously, when we get hurt, you want to be there and defend us and back us up. So I do appreciate that, and I see that. But I also see the fans who are just trying to cause drama between house guests, and that just needs to stop because, like. If you want to be part of that drama, you should go and audition and get cast on the show and be part of the family. And then you can be part of the drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aside from that, please don't try to put in more than you need to. Um, we go through a lot being in this show. We're very emotional and mentally and all that in this in this state right now. And all we can ask for is just your love and support. We don't need all any of these hate and trying to you know poke at something. We don't need that right now. We just really need you guys to support us while we go through this transition of the game and back to everyday life. Uh, so going back to showmances for one second, Salawa416 wants to know, what were your thoughts in general on the showmances in the house? So some might say um, Dylan uh, and, oh my God. Dylan and why am I drawing a blank? Emily. 
Well, thank so, you. Don't know where that so, went. Um, Emmeline is what I call them. Uh-huh. Um, I was the one that was full on encouraging it in the house. Um, I, I remember like literally when they were both on the block, I like sat Emily down. I'm like, don't deny your feelings for him mm-hmm. and just go kiss him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand, you know, Dylan's situation, but you're both adults. And if you both choose to accept the consequences outside of the show and be there together, then you should pursue it because you can't deny true love and soulmates. Right. So for me, I'm all for love. I love these showmances. I enjoy watching them. I, I and it's your friends that's in the house. It, like, how can you not want your friends to like be happy and fall in love? You can't. Like, I did apply for the Bachelor Canada, just so you know. So like, I you like, I just want to see love happen. So I'm I'm pro showman's person. Don't make fun of me. Okay, look, I have said, and Dana, who used to you know cover, who used to do Big Brother Canada with me, but can't because of her kids this season, has tried to get me to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette for years. Has tried to, and I won't do it. Just watch it. I I only just started watching it recently, and it's just like I don't know. You just can't help but just think you laugh at certain things that happen, you, and you question certain things that happen. But it's quite entertaining. And you do get invested. If you get invested with us as BB players and you watch us three times a week, you will get invested with these girls or these guys fighting and wanting love. Just watch once. It's honestly like... Oh, I will. My, quite entertaining. Oh, I will. My, my whole point was I will watch when you're on it. Oh, my golly. Okay, what's really funny was I did not know about this whole returning thing or anything. Mm. I actually did... Uh, try out for Bachelor Canada season two. I made it to finals. Oh. I was 23 years old. I wasn't, it was, I, I think I remember the question that got me out. They were like, are you ready to get married? I was like, I'm ready to be engaged. Realistically, these relationships <laughs> after the show was over don't really actually get married, but I'm ready to find love. Wrong answer, obviously. Um, and then when I saw that Bachelor Canada came back, I actually sent in a video um, sent to myself for this season coming out in, in the fall. Um, but then, and then I was like, oh, I didn't get a call back. Okay. And then I realized why I got the call for Big Brother Canada. I'm like, oh, okay. I'd rather be on that show then. Yeah. So I'm still uh, stuck on the point that you want to be married at 23. I was ready to be engaged. My first engagement, just so you know, this is like, this is between you and I and the you hours. I was, <laughs> I, I was first, I, I was engaged when I was 17 years old. Oh, 17. But it was a five-year engagement. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it wasn't like we were getting married right away. We just knew we loved each other. You proposed. I said, yes. I thought I love this guy and I'm going to marry him. And I did. Five years later, we broke up. Didn't work out. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm open to love. So. That's like good. Single I- guys out there. Okay. This can be I another know. show. You another know, show. I am good at setting people up. I'm real, and I love, I'm like you. Like, I love love and Disney fairy tale endings and it all, and I love it all. I'm, oh, gosh. Yeah. We, single Cindy. Single Cindy, single with an We should do like a love connection. Yeah. We'll just, like, I'll just have you set me up on like Skype dates or something, and then Ooh, we'll just this go. This could be fun. Oh, I want to do, I want the first reality recap sweating. I've been trying to push it on chat room. People oh lately. my golly. Uh, so uh, would you ever play the game again? I see a lot of people uh, asking that. Would you ever play Big Brother again at this point? I'm not going to lie. I, I would. I, I don't know. You just can't say no to Big Brother. You can't. I just, I like that little bubble that I live in. I like 
the game that we're playing. There's no, you know, responsibilities other than what's in that house. And it's so much fun and stressful. And it's just such a roller coaster. So, you know, if I ever get that opportunity, which I don't think I will, I would definitely say yes. Um, I see Alicia Reed wants to know if Kevin didn't win, who would you have wanted to win? Obviously, besides yourself, out of everybody else left. Um, out of everyone that's left, or like more like the final four. Sure, out of final four, but and oh, unless it's different than or everyone. No, I and you know what, like. I couldn't, Dimitri, I wanted them to win and do well, um, as well as Kevin, too. Um, I think, like, I can't be like, oh, I wish so-and-so would have won because if they can't get themselves to the end, like, I can't wish that. And I don't mm-hmm. know how they would have played, you know, if they didn't get evicted the time that they did and on. So maybe I wouldn't respect their gameplay. Um, but based on the final four, like, those were the people that I would have voted for. You know, if, if Ica made it to the end, I would have voted for Ica. If Dimitri made it to the final two, I would have voted for him, too. And Kevin did, and I voted for him. So for me, it was just like, I can't just pick a winner. And it sucks because even after my eviction, all my press day interviews, I'm sorry that I didn't give you a confirmed answer of who I want to win because I was still waiting for mm-hmm. a moment that I could be like, yeah, I want this person to win. But it's different because... In season three, I was very close to only Sarah and Brittany. So, of course, these are the two that I was aligned with and I wanted to win. This season, I wasn't too closely, like, intimately alliance-wise with anybody in particular for me to root for them from the end. I didn't have that's my boy or that's my girl. I didn't have that. So, for me, I was very, like, open-minded to really looking at everyone's resume or what they have to offer. But it got to the point where... It was to the end. So we knew that the situation of Dimitri and Kevin together would never happen. So mm-hmm. we didn't have to, like, entertain that thought. Uh, so we knew that Kevin or Dimitri was going to win. But they just need to get there to win. Okay, so what if it was uh, Dimitri's and Aika? Who would you have voted for? I would have voted for Aika between Dimitri and Aika. Oh, okay, good. You were the first person that has given us that one right off the bat. Everybody, I, everybody always pretends to struggle with it. Yeah. <laughs> It's really quite um, easy. No, you know, I, you know, like, like we, I don't know why they're pretending because we've gotten that question a lot throughout mm-hmm. all of our press days. So, you know, just say the truth, guys. The game is over. I don't think Ike or Dimitri is going to sit there and go, oh, how dare you not vote for me in this hypothetical situation. Um, but in my, in my relationship with Ika, I see that she played a great game. Um, I know that she's a very, you know, have a very abrasive personality and some people may not respect the way that she played it. Um, but I love the fact that she was able to stay true to herself, her big personality. And I'm jealous that I couldn't do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were very well aware of how she was playing and no one did anything or strike at it. So I think that was very impressive. I was also very impressed with Dimitri's gameplay as well. Um, but just to me, it's just like, I don't know if, if those two ever made it. I think I would have gotten my vote. Um, I don't know if I would have won based on the jury that we had, but I know she would have gotten my vote for that. Uh, Lost and Concruised wants to know, you kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, what was your motivation to return? And was it an easy decision for you to decide to go back? Um, I didn't have that much of a big uh, motivation. I think a lot of people, because, <laughs> you, know, you know, like I know the theme is second chances and everyone's like, oh, I want to you know, redeem myself or I want to do better or I want to prove myself. I don't feel like I had anything to prove. I did the best that I could in my season with the circumstances that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very happy that what did happen did bring me back onto the show. And I was just so excited to even be asked, you know, like there's, 
to have this many people audition to try out and to me get that opportunity once and to get it again, like I can't say no. And I said yes, and I was just excited to play. And I wanted to see, I just wanted to see for myself what I can do. I wasn't trying to prove to anyone. I didn't think that I had a big motivation or goal. Actually, I lied. I did have a goal. I wanted to win $100,000. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted was the money. And then to find out that we had a car and I couldn't even get the car. Mm. Cars are cheap there. Okay. I don't own one right now. And I don't want to <laughs> be just one like to win one, you know. And just mm-hmm. so you guys all know on you now, I'm also seeing your comments. Okay. So you think that you can just slide some stuff in there without me seeing it? I see you. Mm-hmm. Just- um, do you think that um, evicting Cassandra helped your game? Um, I had no relationship with Cassandra. I had, um, I, I think it did in my opinion, because she did mention my name in the Mm -hmm. house. Um, she did cause a lot of distrust within people and I just couldn't trust her. And I really wanted to work with her. I was such a fan of her in season four. I was excited to see her and I thought that I could trust her. But every time that I was like giving her information and she wasn't giving information to me back. So to me, it was just like, how can I work with someone that isn't really working with me? And I felt maybe she wasn't doing this, but I felt that she was looking down on me and that she was above me and a lot of people in the house and that she, so to me, like I just didn't like that kind of attitude or that gameplay that she was trying to do. And, you know, it's hard because, for the people that made it very far in the game, we see your gameplay. We see how you've acted in the DRs and all this stuff. So to them, I think that it would have been best for them to kind of change their attitude or gameplay based on who was in the house. For those who got evicted, like pre-jury, like myself, Ica, and Dallas and all that, like we can do anything that we wanted because you didn't have that much expectations from us. So we were fine playing the same or differently. But I felt like evicting Cassandra was best for my game because I can't honestly think of how she would benefit my game right um Ch- uh, chelsea g wants to know have have you heard yet of everybody retelling your iconic stories about how you would always tell like your big stories in the house and I then told the stories mm-hmm. twice i told the mm-hmm. scare tactics and the cruciate story twice i did not realize that you know they told me in jury like jackie told mm-hmm. me and dre and will and they were laughing and then dylan um, Dylan did try to retell me the cruise ship story once and the, the, the amount of details they put in it was actually really funny. Uh, but I have yet to actually see those clips. So if you guys want to tweet that out to me to see this retelling of my cruise ship and my scare tactics story, I would love to see it. But I can't believe that it became a thing. But I'm glad I kept them entertained. And Cindy, Well, we'll tell you guys all Cindy's social media at the end, but it's up there. Well, it's over there. I can't point backwards. There's so many versions of me. Um, but I have a feeling you'll be getting a lot now. Uh, Rafe S. wants to know, besides getting evicted, what was the most stressful or worst moment that you experienced in the house? Oh, I think just being on the block. I think the moment that um, I was put up as a replacement nominee, I I wanted to cry. I wanted to break down. But at the time, I couldn't because it was Dre's birthday. Mm. And I was kind of planning this big dance party for her. So I didn't want her to feel bad. I wanted to just have a good birthday. It was already such a stressful day with it being nomination, mm-hmm. POV ceremony and all that. Uh, so that was very hard to hold my emotions in. Um, I think it was just 
I don't know. Like, I, I feel the entirety of the game was also very hard for me because I couldn't really be, like, 100% me. Like, you guys actually, like, there's two sides of me that you guys see. You guys saw season three, season Cindy with an S, mm-hmm. very outgoing, 20 to 80% annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, outgoing, fun, and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And you see season five version of me, which is what I am also every day in my life, is I'm very calm, one-on-one. I want to talk to you. I want to listen to you. I want to be there for you. I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't be both of that, and that was such a struggle for me in the house. Um, so that was so hard to do 41 days of once I got to jury I was so much fun I said what I wanted to say I did what I wanted to do but I was also being that calmer version so I think that was the hardest part for me was I couldn't be 100 of myself uh, do you feel we got this question a lot too do you feel like the uh, jury was bitter um, let's say in particular I think Netta and Bruno kind of got that edit a lot um, do you feel it was a bitter jury in your opinion being in there? Um, I don't think it was a bitter juror. I think, I know that was what the edit kind of looked like. Um, but whenever we all sat down, um, and you know, spoke our opinions of certain people, like by the end of the day, this is their opinion and their perspective on it. And it's not like we're feeding off of each other. Like Bruno was going to support Kevin 100% no matter what he was doing. He was mm-hmm. always going to find you know, the silver lining in things. And I can't say that someone being bitter and that, you know, he wasn't supportive of certain players and same thing with Netta, but part of jury management is also making sure that this person can see your game and respect your game. And I, you can't blame that on the jury for being bitter if they didn't like the person that you liked or saw what you guys saw, because we only have the information of what each jury member is going to tell us. We don't see the episodes. We don't see these DRs. We don't see these competitions, these side conversations or any of that. So all we have is each other. And whatever this next person is coming to tell us, like that's going to change our perspective a little bit. We're going to be right. like, oh, sh- I didn't realize that happened. Maybe this person isn't a great player or a great person as I thought they were. So to me, living in joy for four weeks and seeing every single person coming in, I see them maybe being bitter and upset like myself mm-hmm. for like the first hour but then after that, like we we all we were we didn't have an agenda to push. No one was like really like pushing for this person needs to win no matter what. Right. I do not think that it was a bitter juror at all. Um, but like I could definitely see why people thought that. But by the end of the day, these are like just our opinions, right? Yeah, I mean, just so you know, we weren't saying you in general. It just seemed oh, like I the know, overall. Got I, I saw I saw how you guys were, you right. know, saying compliments to me, saying that I wasn't a bitter juror. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, Okay, so let's move on from that. I'm like, oh my gosh, how much time has gone by. Um, Alicia O wants to know, were you shocked that Demetrius chose you for the car ride? Um, I was and I wasn't. Um, I thought, I don't know, for me, I think game strategically, I think the best person who should have took on the ride was Netta. Mm -hmm. um, Only because, you know, they didn't, when she left, they did not leave under good terms at all. Right. So it would have been a good time for him to kind of sit her down and get her opinion and kind of hatch a relationship up and get her to see his gameplay. Because I I did play with him. I did work with him and Ika. So Mm -hmm. I was defending him whether or not I had that car ride. So I was shocked that he picked me because I, I, I was like, I think game-wise you should have picked Nada. But I knew that he picked me because he knew that I was also very, like, un, like I'm very unbiased and very open-minded. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to pass it on. And I see the perspective on both things. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't think it was the best choice, but I appreciate mm -hmm. it because I really need to get out of the house. Um, Bruno's Thumb wants to know, who will you miss the most? Um, I don't oh. You know what? I didn't say this for season three, uh, but I actually do miss a lot of the house guests for uh, season five. Um, I don't know. Aika lives here in Toronto, so mm -hmm. it's not like I'm not going to miss her because I'm going to see her a lot. Um, Netta's going to move to Toronto, so I'm going to see her a, a lot as well. So those two would be the two people that I would miss if they didn't live in Toronto. Uh -huh. um, so I think I miss... Like, Dre and William, they were so fun in a jury house. And, like, uh, they were just so much fun. And they're such great people. And I, I do miss them. They're only in Montreal and Quebec, so mm -hmm. it's not that for me. But those, those are the people. Well, Dre is also on next week. I'm not saying which day yet, but it's confirmed. <laughs> if you're missing her, you can come on in. You have you now. You can come on in. Ooh, okay, okay. do a video question. Um, what is there any other games? Uh, Brandy twelve J R eight eight wants to know: Are there any things that you would play besides uh, Big Brother Canada? So let's say, would you do BBUS? Yes. Would you do Amazing Race? Yes. Amazing Race is actually my dream. With who? With my brother. What if, okay, what if uh, they said, nope, no one knows your brother. Got to pick another big brother player. <laughs> you know what? Fun fact for you all, Neha and I actually made final <gasps> for Amazing Race season three, but then Jillian and Emmett got it. So. Really? That's a little fun fact for y'all. But if I was going to do Amazing Race, I want to do it with my brother and only my brother. How old is your brother? He's he's only three years younger than me or two three years younger than me. Yeah, he's 25. 25 oh, 20. he's right there? He he lives downstairs. Oh. Well maybe does he want to say hi? No. Oh. I think he, he just got from work and he's a little okay. tired. But no no no. But yeah, I, I think if anything it would be with my brother. He's my best friend. So I really can't picture myself playing this game or playing Amazing Race uh with anyone else but him. But yeah, I would tell you you know, international versions of Big Brother, I would totally do it if I get the chance. Um, I don't know. It's just like, where else are you going to get a 1 in 16 chance of winning a lot of money? Because those are better odds than the lottery. Mm-hmm. The way better odds than, than yeah. the lottery. Um, uh, when you were on the block, Petty Boots wants to know, when you were on the block, why did you campaign against Ika rather than Jackie? Because, like I said, yeah. I questioned myself. I questioned my ability. Um, I generally, you know, because of that, I listened to Bruno and his perspective on things. And I generally thought that Aika wasn't who I thought she was in relationship-wise. I, I started thinking maybe she was the reason why I'm on the block. Um, I did campaign to Aika and Dimitri the day of my eviction, like literally four hours before I had to sit on that. And, you know, I made really good points with them. They kind of thought about it. And obviously they didn't do it. Um, but even in my goodbye messages, they both said it, you know, if you just went, if I just went up to them 24 hours beforehand, things would have changed. But that was my original thought was I figured everyone's going to go after Jackie. Like I want to build a relationship with Jackie, but my issue is it's either I campaign that I'm going to go against Ika Dimitri or I'm going to go after Kevin and Bruno. And at the time I thought that Ika didn't have my back. So I went against her cause I figured Dre wants to get rid of her and she did, but I don't know if she's going to be willing to do it herself. So I kind of went through that angle. I, I went against 
my own self, which I thought I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. yeah. Why do you think, or maybe this isn't your opinion at all, but why do you think the vets kind of seemed like they all couldn't work together? It definitely seemed like there was a divide, like people didn't trust Cassandra or Gary or Cassandra and Gary together or Dil or Bruno. Oh my goodness, not Bruno or Dylan. Dallas. I always yeah. mix up Dallas. Why do you think well, people couldn't work together? It was a lot happened in week one that you guys don't see and we didn't have live feeds mm -hmm. and that week one really set the tone on the vets really um first of all we have a season with eight players from each side and both sides are very open to working with one another mm -hmm. um and then we have a situation where you know i couldn't work with dallas because he was saying that he's hanging out with newbies to give us information but where's his information right like we're not we're not getting back together to share what we need to know and what we need to do to defend each other. It's like and then at a time, like with me being co HOH with Karen, like, why do I have to be the one to go tell you what's going on? I'm trying to keep you safe. That is my job this week. So you guys should be helping me to make sure that I know what's going on the following weeks. Um, uh, with Cassandra, she was kind of like on day three, was already, I'm done with the vets, I'm done with the vets. That was a day that you guys all saw I could like flip out of me that day. It was mm -hmm. that day that she was all like, I'm done with the vets. I don't want to work with anyone. And Gary kind of made like final two deals with almost everyone. He was like, we need to make it to the end. You know, to me, it was because he wanted the end to be very glamorous. And we were the only people coming back for the third time. You know, he told Netta, like, you know, we made it very far in our season. We should be the final two, you know. So those were the three main people that we couldn't work with. Five of the eight vets did work together. Even though there was still distrust in this group, they still worked together up until the double eviction where we thought that Netta was the reason that this, this alliance wasn't working. Everyone was kind of wanting to get her out anyways. I saw an opportunity and I took it. But we we tried. And unfortunately, I don't. it was just hard to trust people because you want to give them that string and say, yes, let's work together. But they're not doing anything on their end either. Right. Um, I see Amy in the chat room is saying that you were also kind of the reason that uh, most of the vets worked together for so long. And I completely agree with that. You held the vets together uh, through some rocky points in the beginning there. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I'm glad that you guys um, noticed. I tried really, really hard to make the six work. Um, <laughs> unfortunately you know but i don't it helped as much as i could and it got to the point where okay maybe it's not the six that i wanted to work maybe it's the five of us that i wanted to work and all that jazz but it was very very tough in that scenario because i can see where both sides were coming from and why they were feeling the way they were feeling and it just, they just we just weren't really good at communicating mm -hmm. we were communicating with each other so well I want to throw it over to our um, our town question uh, question of the show. I feel like this has become our staple question now because I like it so much. And it's our town twenty one in the chat room, and he wants to know what did you learn about yourself playing this season of Big Brother that maybe you didn't know about yourself before. I don't. That's a really good question. I don't think I learned a lot about myself because <laughs> you guys have to remember i'm 28 years old here i know oh. i act like i'm love. i'm 28 years old i've done a lot in my life and i've learned a lot about myself every time i do something 
But this time around, it was just, I was still myself. It was just like, I'm just putting myself in a different mind frame to play this game. Um, from Big Brother season three, I learned to be more patient mm -hmm. and realize that these necessities that I think that I need in my life is not really that big of a deal. And when people talk about their struggles in their life, I'm being like, you think that's struggling? Like I hung on a rope for two hours. Like that was struggling. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. So for this time around, I don't think I learned anything too new about me. Um, but I, I, other than the fact that I get very emotional when I'm in a box for three months, that's pretty much it. Exactly. Well, I want to remind everybody that the number one fan currently, uh, Kelly McFour, uh, is going to be getting your autograph uh, on this show. It's going, it's going back between Kelly McFour and Cindy with a C there. It does. Cause... It goes back and forth. People yeah, like to fight it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm letting you all know you have like five minute warning on that one. Um, and we will... We will let you know at the end and i also want to tell everyone since they're all here right now make sure that you guys become a fan of us and cindy on you now so that you don't miss whenever we go live like i said we're having juror members on every single night next week what is your you now cindy do you know your oh let me guess I, is it I, cindy, I with think it's cindy with an s <laughs> i'm not too sure i think i haven't been on it since uh since i did the, the, the sequester game uh, I think it is Sydney with an S. I'm real. I'll tweet it out once I figure it out. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, well, the, or yes, I mean, definitely tweet it out. We'll put it below this video at the end also. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something about it. And now I forget. Here's what I want to say. I want to say, you know, that you have a lot of fans, Cindy, and I want to give you full screen to have a moment and you're one-on-one, -on -one, and let them all know whatever you want to say to them. The floor is yours. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. I honestly cannot thank you enough for all the love and support that you gave myself and all the other house guests during this season of the most craziest season of BB Can. And without your support and without you guys, the show cannot be the same. Um, I started vlogging again on YouTube. So it's youtube.com slash Cindy with an S official. So if you guys can start subscribing to it, that'll be great. Uh, you get to get a little bit more of an inside life of myself and the BB life. And uh, I like to announce that in August, I'm going to Orlando uh, for Hearts for Reality. Um, it is a kind of like reality charity event where all of us reality TV stars from Big Brother US and Amazing Race in Canada. Uh, well, I'm the only one from Canada that's going. Uh, we go and raise funds for uh, give, um, give Kids to the World which is a charity that helps children who, who has a lot of illnesses have like this like stressful free vacation. Um, and there I'm going to be auctioning off a Skype call with me as well as I'm going to be auctioning off uh, this little thing here, my Big Brother Canada bag. Mm. I'm going to be auctioning off for the charity as well. This is the exact same bag that I brought in and um, it's going to go all towards the Give Kids the World. Like I said, it's a nonprofit resort in Central Florida that provides week-long cost-free vacations to children with life-threatening illnesses and their families. So please keep a lookout on that. Um, if you want to start donating, it is uh, bit.ly slash donate with Cindy. 
and then you guys can start donating to that. But I haven't, I haven't really, really officially announced it. So this is the first time that anyone's going to know that I'm going. You guys are the first to know. Well, perfect. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put the link to all of the stuff, like all of your social medias, all of the stuff that you've mentioned um, now. I'm going to put that all below this video on the edited version. But I just, I have to tell you something, Sydney. Yeah. Do you know how I knew you were going to be on Big Brother Canada 4? I mean, five. <laughs> oh, hi. Because you are like all signed up for Reality Rally. I know. I and know. You, I knew. And then you disappeared after you, didn't you cut your hair for it too? I did. I cut off 20 inches mm -hmm. for Reality Rally and mm -hmm. donated. Um, and then, you know, obviously I had to message them and I told them I can no longer attend. Um, they're so great that they're saying, you know, you can come in 2018. Mm -hmm. But the reason why, the, re the reason that I told them, which was actually true, was the dance team that I danced for, the Raptors 905, we made it to playoffs and we actually didn't have to schedule for the playoffs in April. So it was kind of like, I don't really want to miss playoffs, but I was committed to this charity. So that was like my cover story, but it's the true story. Mm -hmm. And then... Obviously, the, the you know I was on BB Can Five or whatever. I was like, she raised the money and she cut her hair. She did not just yeah. decide yesterday, like, eh, now I got something else to do. No, I didn't. I have, I have, I have play playoffs. I love Reality Rally. We did. We've done a lot with Reality Rally over the years. I love them. It's so great. So I love. You that. guys should come. We have. We've cut. We've we've been there. We've we've I'll done. See you at the next one. We'll see. <laughs> we used to make a lot more money back then. No. Um, but I think everybody needs to follow you. I think, I hope what you take away from this is that people do love you, Cindy. And while you might not have been in the shows in the beginning, you can't go back and watch your feeds, right? Like um, like our feeds, we can go back and watch any time. I feel like your yeah. feeds, you can't. I promise you, you were on the feeds because that's how we all knew that you were very much the glue that holds a lot of these vet people together. And I just hope that you know there's so much more positivity out there than the negative. I really appreciate that very much. And you know what's funny? I almost wasn't going to do this interview. Well, that sucks. <laughs> and and it's and it's because someone tweeted out to me and said, Cindy with an eyes would love to interview you with reality recaps. You say yes would make your fans very happy. And someone, i.e. you, wrote, Yes, Cindy. And you wrote it with a C. Um Oh, that wasn't my funny one? No, you wrote, Yes, Cindy, let's do it. And I'm sitting here and I'm like Okay, Cindy, two things. Number one, I'm dyslexic. This guy is trying to try me. Cindy, I always switch the S's for C's anytime I tweet anything about you, which is why I thought it was hysterical, but clearly that wasn't the one. In that case, I might have just screwed it up. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, he's funny. I'll do it. I'll just call him out in the show. But I'm glad I came. Yay. You guys are absolutely awesome. And I definitely had a lot of fun. Well, perfect. Oh, Eric has autocorrect issues. If you say, <laughs> I really do. I really do. Well, we love you. Um, make sure everybody that you guys are following Cindy everywhere. Again, the links will be below on the edited show. Follow her before you log off. You now go follow her. I saw Steffi put the link in the chat room for you guys. It's super easy. You're in you now. There you go. You need to <laughs> just posted it. Copy the link, paste it in. Follow Cindy. I'm going to convince her to go live and watch the shows with all of you. Oh. So you're going to want to follow her on social media. We will see you guys all later. Bye for now, everybody. Bye, guys.